Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral fans all across the globe, welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. All right, all right. This week on the fourth Adam Sandler podcast, we're talking about Click, the movie. Mm, that's right. You know it. It's one of the, it's your favorite. <laughs> it's, it's your boys, Adam Sandler podcast. Coming Back at you. again. We got Click. We got a movie to talk about. Boom, baby. Um, you know, before we talk about it, I just want to say yeah. thanks for listening. And if you want to uh, shoot us a question, suggestions about what movie to watch next, it's already determined, but or just uh, an Adam Sandler sighting, maybe, go ahead and shoot us an email over at 4aspodcast at gmail.com. That's the number four, and the letter A as in Adam, the letter S as in Sandler, and then the letters podcast, as in podcast, at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to get back to you when I check that email. You do check it, though, right? Oh, yeah. It's, all, it's daily set up, so I'll get an, okay. I, will, I will get a notification as soon as I get an email. Yeah. I've been cool. told. I've been told. <laughs> I can't, I keep checking with uh, Google customer support. Like I'm still yeah. not receiving any notifications. Well, Damn, sir, do you have any really emails yet? The ball there. <laughs> Man, still... they're gonna realize that they're putting it in the wrong like server, and yeah. they're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Here's all your fan mail." And then yeah. we're just gonna get swamped with it. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be real nice. It's gonna be ridiculous having yeah. to wade through all of that, but yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So. Come on, Google. Finally, some validation. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to tell us about Click or? Well, Click is a movie in which uh, Adam Sandler plays a family man and architect named Michael Newman. Michael Newman. Uh, that's a good name. Uh, Michael Great Newman, name. Uh, who is sort of, he's always kind of struggling with time issues, and uh, his wife. Uh, I need to just pull up this uh, Wikipedia here, because I just here we are. Uh, his wife Click Donna, was a movie, by, and it was made. <laughs> uh, uh, his wife Donna, played by uh, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Beckinsale. Beckinsale, Saul? yeah, I think of underworld fame. Yeah, to me. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's a family man. He's got a wife. He's got a job, but he's always. Uh, He's always being asked to do work, and he's always having to work late. He's got two just precious little kids, precious. about like four and six, definitely. And uh, he's just like he needs to build their them a treehouse. He's he's got to watch Dragon Tales with them, but he's just he's always having to work, and he's just like I'm sorry, you guys, I I gotta go work. Well, uh, he's also uh, wishing that he had a uh, a remote. He's always having trouble finding the right remote because his whole house is just full of remotes because he, he's a collector i think um so he's always <laughs> pressing a remote and then like a heli like a remote control helicopter is bonking uh-huh. him in the head yeah. and he's like god i just want to watch the game you guys and my remote um, fetish is getting in the way again <laughs> um that was him pressing the remote uh anyway so you know one of those guys in those movies 
uh, his son is at the swim meet, and then he he shows up. He's rushing to the swim meet. He's like, I'm sorry, I missed the swim meet. I had to work for my boss, who is played by uh, Mr. One and Only David Hasselhoff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also, yeah. Uh, let me just go ahead and pull up this Wikipedia. Really here. a great, a great, uh, <laughs> a, a, what's it called when actors act? Great acting by <laughs> David Hasselhoff in this one. Oh, yeah, he's acting. He's just acting all around the clock. It's Every yeah. scene he was in, I was thinking, this guy's acting again? Jesus, how's he? Talk about stamina. All right, so Adam Sandler, he's like, I'm going to go drive out. I'm going to get a new remote. Uh, he's looking for stores that are open. Everything's closed except one store, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, you might think maybe they got paid to use Bed Bath & Beyond. We now know they just really love brands. Yes, they do. Uh, so they probably paid Bed Bath & Beyond to put them in their movie. Yes. Um, and the It's Bed, just Bath recreating Beyond. a scene from Adam Sandler's life. So he was like, yeah. we got to make it just like that time I went to Bed Bath & Beyond and I got that remote. <laughs> yeah, and I, exactly. And I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, so he... Uh, uh, he goes to Bed Bath & Beyond. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, he's looking around, and then he sees a door So he, that says Beyond. Yeah. So he goes in. Uh, it's who's Who does he see? He sees a wacky scientist played by the one and only Christopher Walken, uh, a wacky scientist named Morty, who uh, is all, he's like tinkering around with stuff. And he's like, hey, you look like a guy who needs a break. Good guys deserve a break. He gives him the remote. It, he says it's a universal remote, and there's no uh, returns on it. Mm. He takes it home. He's like, I'm going to watch hella fucking games and uh, uh, TV shows and whatever. But then he discovers it doesn't just control the TV. It controls everything. Yeah. The, the tagline on the DVD was, um, what if you had a universal remote that controlled your universe? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, what, what so happened? Click is about um, a, <laughs> an architect. <laughs> uh, yeah, what happened in this one? Let me um, adjust my levels, and can you hear, by any chance, a dog barking in the background? I no, I can't not. right now. Uh, okay. my, my neighbor's dog is setting up a storm, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I feel like that pretty much covered it. Um, just quintessential kind of workaholic trying to make the most of his time and ends up letting life pass him by, obsessing over how to get the most out of it. Um, yeah, that uh, that pretty much does it. I thought it was an interesting movie, and by the end, I was really surprised, I guess, um, that it kind of went the way that it did and was then felt kind of confirmed in my surprise when I found out that Adam Sandler didn't write the movie. Um, or, and like it, I, my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong is that it was like an outside job. Um, like some, uh, what's his, I think his name is David Corin wrote the, wrote the screenplay for it with Mark. Um, let me, let me just pull up this, uh, this here Wikipedia page, Steve Corin and Mark O'Keefe. One of wrote, them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Steve Corn's worked on some some other stuff, but um, one of them worked on um, among other things Bruce Almighty, which I thought was interesting because it came out I think around the same time. 
Yeah. And that was kind of my first thought when I think of Click. It's, there was this sort of period where uh, they made these movies, I guess just two, but maybe more. <laughs> I don't know. But where like you're an average guy is given some kind of ability. Yeah. Did they to, do like shape reality around them? Yes. Um, and then some kind of hijinks ensue. Right. Yeah. Is this when um, Kevin Nealand had the really low budget monkey's paw adaptation? <laughs> that doesn't exist but it should okay um, at, uh, there was a budget. remake oh man what's the movie this was way earlier though with brendan Fraser. it was a remake encino man where he... no um blast the from class... the past oh man that was good too no he uh he makes like a deal with the devil and then he keeps having to like shift his wish he gets a wish with the the devil offers him wishes uh, and he keeps ending up in wacky terrible situations from it yeah this is yeah i feel like that that kind what of is plotting that? is exactly what this Bede- movie is bedeviled about or something or oh bedeviled with katherine zeta jones is that a movie yeah i think it does have brendan Fraser in it i never watched it but i remember that cover from when i worked at a movie store oh nice. yeah um but yeah this is like the the standard kind of plot of here's this bedazzled? new thing in the world. It's it's actually bedazzled and it's Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> you were just you were just BSing, weren't you? <laughs> no, I was pretty convinced that it was Catherine Zeta Jones. You know, she plays uh, a character in another movie around that time. That's probably what I was thinking of. <laughs> she she is an actress. <laughs> Let me just Google uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> if they have not been in a movie together, man, no worries there. No no loss. Um, well, you know, the first thing that pops up is Bedazzled. So, um, oh, shit. Maybe I'm right. Anyway. But yeah, this is one of those movies where, um, you know, something's introduced in the world and you are pretty much just watching to see how wrong this could go uh, before the resolution. Mm. Just like Mm. how, oh, what could get, what could be worse? What could be worse? And at first I think a lot of it is actually just like, what all can this do? So a good portion of the movie is spent um, just like, oh, the the remote does this and it does this and it does this and it does this and um, just trying to play or run that concept out as far as you can Mm -hmm. before then you kind of shift into, okay, but what are the consequences of this thing doing this? What are, you know, what is this new technology change um, for us? But yeah, I think that was uh, to go back to what I was saying earlier. That was the biggest thing for me is that this felt like um, for a lot of it, it felt kind of like a standard Adam Sandler movie. And then for like the last third of it, it did Mm -hmm. not feel like the standard Adam Sandler movie. Now, when I say standard Adam Sandler movie, I don't mean, I don't even know what I mean by that anymore because for me, I kind of thought we were going to be hitting around this time, this kind of area where they become those like Adam Sandler movies that I hate. But looking back, we've had such a strange variety of movies like Click, The Longest Yard, 51st Dates, Mr. Deeds, Punch Drunk Love. Like we have this weird there's there's no consistency over the course of mm-hmm. the last like six or seven movies really after little nikki i feel like um yeah all the ones up to little nikki are very they sort of 
established this template that then yes. he kind of moves away from, but also not. Yeah. Um, one thing I was wondering with Click is um, this kind of feels like we're hitting a moment in movie making history where not that this movie is a moment in movie making history, but that we have hit a moment where um, studios like actors ha- are making enough mo- money that they have their own studios and that writers are actually pitching ideas to those studios as in, hey, I wrote this script and I think Adam Sandler would be really good for it. Um, which I know was happening around this time with like Will Smith and Tom Cruise with their own studio, with their own production companies Hmm. and people just like pitching like, Oh, let's do a a remake of, of this movie or, or I have a script for this movie and I want Will Smith to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if that's like always been the way that it was, but um, this felt like one of those moments for me where it really, a lot of different actors probably could have worked out in this role for Uh me. Um, but they it happened to be Adam Sandler in this. But sorry, I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But this just didn't feel like an Adam Sandler movie in a way. Hmm. Yeah, it could have been something else, I suppose. I wish it was a remake. Yeah. I want to see it uh, like a the '60s version, like a '60s comedy, kind of wacky. Yeah. Yeah. I bet the 60s version would not have won uh, won an Oscar for Best Makeup. Or did it win, or was it only it nominated? It did win, I think. Yeah, I think so. Let me just pull up the uh, Wikipedia page here. <laughs> and, uh, uh, let's see. Critic Awards nomination. Nominated Best Makeup. And it won uh, the 33rd People's Choice Award, Favorite Movie Comedy. People's Choice? That's even better than the Academy Awards, right? Cause that's... It won the 2000... Yeah, that's the people. Man... Who cares about the fucking Academy? Right? I'm all about the of, like, people. Big wigs. Yeah. Uh, and 2007 Kids' Choice Awards, it won for Favorite Movie Actor. That's even better than the People's Choice Awards. It really is. It's kids. And, like, kids are way more honest. Kids. Than, yeah. Kids, don't, kids yeah. aren't getting paid to, no. you know, lobby for Adam Sandler. They just like what they like. There's a psychological uh, true fact about kids, which is that kids never lie. That's exactly right. You know, um,. Yeah, it's at that at that Kids Choice Awards. I'm reading through the list of celebrities slimed. We got Justin Timberlake, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, Mandy Moore, Tobey Maguire, Steve Carell, Nicole Kidman, Vince Vaughn. Man, who else would you add to your your wish list of oh celebrities who get slimed? I mean, I, it goes without saying Adam Sandler. I want to. Yeah, I want to get Adam Sandler in there and get that. That's my first thought too. <laughs> get that son of a bitch slimed. Oh, can you imagine what he would say if he was slimed? I want the whole cast slimed. I want to see Christopher Walken slimed. Uh, I want to see David Hasselhoff slimed. I definitely want to see a Henry Winkler slimed. Oh yeah, man, that'd be hilarious. He'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Fonz." Yeah, so what you what do you think of the movie? Uh well, let's uh so let's move into the uh spoiler zone here for a little bit and probably I thought for was the, rest the spoiler of corner. I think it's the soundtrack corner. Okay, sorry. Chris's soundtrack corner. Um but the spoiler zone where we talk about spoilers for the uh last third of the movie because I think that's where it I think we got to get to that yeah. to really talk about the rest of this movie. So what he does is he ends up uh, 
basically becomes addicted to the fast forward button. Well, uh, I, you so know, I'll say, I think it, it's partially addicted and partially a malfunction. It starts automating. It, yeah. But bef- in order for it to do that, he fast forwards a lot. Yeah. First, he yeah. fast forwards through a lot of different stuff and he's, he's fast forwarding being like, skip me to this. And it, he does it for longer and longer chunks of time because he's like i don't want to do this boring thing i don't want to do this unpleasant thing i don't want to be in this fight i don't want to be in this moment and it keeps skipping ahead but then it automates because it has smart technology this is explained by christopher walken at one point uh who delightfully keeps popping up uh and just like opening doors and being like i'm christopher walken and then uh, is he is uh, it delightful to him or to you yeah delight him okay i thought you meant like you were delighted i think he's no i think he loves acting i do too i was delighted every time he showed up though (laughs) i just i was yeah okay um well anyway it uh it automatically learns his preferences and so he um or uh so then it starts skipping things that he's skipped before uh, and he's had accidentally set it to skip to things like skip ahead to promotions skip any period of illness uh, and so ba- he starts skipping entire years and then decades of his life. So then the last third, it just goes faster and faster until then he dies. Yeah. It's Look like a, it's. it's like a long episode of black mirror. It's just the most fucked up thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Like, yeah. Oh my it was, God. It was like black mirror. <laughs> this would, this could be a black mirror. It really could. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe they watched it and they're it, like, damn, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back in time and make click. Yeah, yeah. That could that could also be an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> Holy shit! How many levels? Is this and then like man? at the end, the dude's like, "Why am I making this movie?" As he stabs his own eyes out. Man, yeah, that'd be that intense. show is so smart. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, um, Christopher Walken has this, or or Morty, the character, the, the Christopher Walken plays. I- um, that was all right. That yeah, was good. I was my first try, probably my last. You got try. it. You got it toward the end. Yeah, uh, but he at says the, at um, first you didn't have it. He says, uh, "You you were fast forwarding through your life long before you met me." Uh, okay, I'm done. But I just thought that was a, a really quintessential line for the movie. Like, actually, that if they'd made like a really dramatic trailer, that would have been a uh-huh. cool line to start with, right? Like, you hear like yeah. really serious piano playing. Yeah. Like notes and then that line and dun, then dun, dun. yeah yeah and then he says that line that could have been cool um yeah so this the then obviously so at the end what we come to find out and if you are thinking at all about how this could not just be you know and and total sadness with him dying and having fast forwarded through his life you might realize that um, when he was in Bad Bath and Beyond, he fell asleep. And what it turns out to be is it was all a dream, and he wakes up, oh, and he's not okay. dead. Did you see that last scene? Oh, no, I stopped it. I was like, this is so depressing. Okay. <laughs> so he died, and I was like, I can't take it. I don't Yeah. No. You thought it was a work of uh, art, and then you were like, yeah. okay, he does live. No, you, uh, no, it's not all a dream, though. You're missing an ellipses and it's true three little words or was it i'll be no, back it's not even ambiguous actually oh that's good too no he gets the um he gets like he finds the remote 
Yeah. Morty mails him the remote, and this time he's like, I'm throwing this in the garbage. Morty, whom he never met because Morty, whom he never met because he never went into the beyond section because he fell asleep um, on the bed before he got in there. Bed Bath and Beyond before he ever went there. Yeah. No, they're like time traveling. He oh. went through. He died. He went through. He did all those things. He accidentally screwed up his remote so that it basically killed him. Wow. And then talk about a universal uh, Morty, remote. Who another spoiler? Uh, but we've already reached that zone man you're in the spoiler zone uh morty says he's the angel of death i don't know if that's true or if he's just the um the angel of uh fun i don't know (laughs) the angel of fun (laughs) 2.0 he's he's some fucking weird guy yeah uh and he uh he, he takes him back and puts him in there probably he gets in a fucking delorean Okay. He back and he's like, I, I think back we're, the... yeah, we're definitely, um, it's good theory. Is... I'm definitely interested to hear the evidence you have. <laughs> no, he like, I made that part up, but oh, okay. He, I think that they're time traveling. I think he either really did that or Morty gives him a vision. Okay. I will but say if that's the case, it, it's supernatural for sure. It, it has to be because at the end of it, the remote definitely does exist. Yeah, he except mails the except after he throws it away and he waits for it to reappear, it never mm-hmm. does. So that's a part of the movies he can't get rid of it. Anytime yeah. he gets rid of it, it appears in some comical place, and which one... is from a, I think it's from a Goosebumps. Actually, they're trying to get Jesus. rid of something and it keeps appearing back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some other things too, yeah. but I remember it distinctly from a Goosebumps. It's like, oh, you can't just destroy the cursed object. It always. Shows back, back up. up. Yeah, wasn't there like a weird sponge thing, like a monstrous sponge that kept showing up, and it was like, there's no, a... now it's under the sink. <laughs> there's absolutely a sponge that's under a sink in Goosebumps. Uh, yeah, they're for it, sure. I think it's actually it called. Causes bad luck. It came from underneath the sink. This or something. could be. Okay, so this could also be a Goosebumps episode with the remote. Yeah. There's a Goosebumps where he twists the bird's head on the clock. And it starts sending him back in time oh. on the cuckoo clock. And he keeps going faster and faster. And he's not rushing towards his death. He's rushing towards the moment before he was conceived. So he will effectively not exist anymore. Wait, that's, that's butterfly one. effect. Oh, shit, man. Fuck. I thought that was an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> now, wait a minute. If I take the letters in R.L. Stein <laughs> and I rearrange them... It spells Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it doesn't spell anything. I can't figure out anything. Never mind. Uh, uh, another yeah. one I'd like to see slimed. Actually, two. R.L. Stein? Kutcher and R.L. Stein. Yeah, Put man. him in the slime zone. Put him right? in the slimer. And then uh, R.L. Stein's under there, and it's all fun and games until he's like, it won't come off. It won't come off. And we're like, ah, oh, who likes being pranked now, you bastard? He did prank a lot. The whole every every book is just prank after prank. <laughs> oh, somebody's grabbing me. Next chapter, it was my brother hugging me. Are you kidding? Oh my God, no. I I'm know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, fuck. We got Rachel Dratch in this one as the secretary yeah. who constantly has to ask Michael Newman if she can go to the bathroom, which I thought was. Was a nice little yeah, touch. Yeah, Rachel Dratz. 
Um, Rachel Dratch is in it. Um, she then Sean does. Sean Astin's. Yeah, in, oh, okay. she, he's he's a water boy. Or uh, yeah. the, uh, what do they call those? Lifeguard. Who then ends yeah. up um, later in life when uh, Michael and Donna divorce, she ends up marrying him. Uh, seems like a great guy. Seems yep. like a really good father uh, does, figure yeah. to uh, the father figure that Michael Newman's kids never See, had. I'm worried. What if? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What? Do you think that all that stuff? So like, now that he's back in time, do you think he's doomed though to repeat those events? I do. Anyway? Yeah, I absolutely and do. So Sean Aston is. There's still nothing he can change. Father figure. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing no, he can he, change no, except really now he has to live through. Yeah, I know, I know, but what what's going to happen now is he's going to live through the agony of that life that he just got to fast forward through. He can't oh change God. anything that happened. Now he just actually if, has to live through every single moment of it and watch it all happen, be, knowing exactly. There's how going it to be will. a moment. There's going to be a moment where he's like, "This is in the sequel um, that I'm writing." Um, but there's going to be a moment where he's like, "I don't get it. I threw the remote away. Why? Am, why is this happening exactly the same?" And Christopher Watkins going to show up and be like. You can't change things. That that's not Christopher Walken. That's the other guy. Christopher Walken. That's the that's the Back to the, the Future ghost. guy. Oh yeah, Marty. <laughs> you can't change anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that guy's gonna show up, or Christopher Walken's gonna show up. They're gonna be the same guy in this uh, sequel that okay. I'm writing. That's cool. Like interchangeable, kind of like the Olsen twins. Uh huh. I dig it. Yeah, it'll be. What what's that movie where like uh, they got all those different people to play the character, to play like Bob Dylan? Oh, um, the yeah, Nutty Professor. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there. That's it. Is what it's called. Okay. Yeah. No, that'll be great. And what is he gonna say? You can't change anything. Ah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You dumbass. <laughs> That's going to be so fucking funny when he says that after a pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, he'll probably he'll, he'll say, I don't know what he'll say, but it'll be really dramatic like that. Yeah. And it'll end with that. You dumbass. That's good. Yeah. Um, did you, I'm trying to think of some other cameos. We got Terry C- Crews in here, which we saw Terry him in the longest again, yard. Yeah. He was in he the shows last up, one. Yeah. He shows up very briefly, um, good, and he's he's also bit. He's kind of reprising his role from uh, White Chicks, I think, which I think uh, came I out a couple years one. before that. Um, but he is he. There's like a really classic scene of Terry Crews in a car, and he's looking over at. Damon and Marlon Wayans, who are like dressed up as white chicks, oh. and he's singing Vanessa Carlton's um, okay. "If I Could Fall Into the Sky," and he's yeah. like singing it, and he's he's gesturing very like um like really kind of robotically, and it's funny and yeah, and so in That's this way, uh huh, he's dropping dry- the Wayans brothers. Yes, movie? yeah, white chicks. So and didn't Adam Sandler make a movie with a Wayans brother? He did. Yeah, he made Bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Put put your tinfoil hat on. I'm brother. I'm getting ready to hang on one second. All right, we're in the conspiracy bunker. What what's? <laughs> <laughs> 
What's your conspiracy? Oh, I don't have one. Oh, shit. You know, uh, Teddy Castellucci did the music for White Chicks. Oh, okay. And it is, looks... it a, is it a Happy Madison production? or? No, it's Columbia Revolution and Gone North Productions. Okay. But I think they were just like, this dude fucking kills it on the soundtracks. Let's get yep. him up in here to make yeah. some really explosive airplane noises. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, so Terry Crews is in this one. He's in a car again. He's singing next to Adam Sandler and Michael Newman as he's on his way to work and Michael Newman mutes him with his remote and just a little moment of saying, hey, I can I can deal with this. Right. Um, do you know the name of the comedian who is Donna's friend and that ends up marrying uh, ends up marrying Mike not Mike um, dude's boss Michael's boss looks like it's Jennifer Coolidge Jennifer Coolidge because I know her from yeah. other stuff too oh she's in American Pie she's ah that's that's it. Wait, is it pronounced Stifler? Stifler. 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 Stifler's, Stifler's no, mom? No, God, no. <laughs> Shahai, Ice, Stifler's mom. <laughs> Get out of here, Mike Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's brother. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we've also got... Uh, Dun, 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 dun. No. Do it. Schneider watch. Oh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. I was looking so hard. Oh for this man, guy. I thought I thought Your for Alan. sure you were. I thought for sure you were gonna find him. You still Alan there? Cover? Yeah. Sorry. Hang on one second. My uh, computer just fuzzed out. I think I'm good. It went to a weird screensaver I've never seen before. Um, yeah, I, I thought that That's you were cool. gonna find him. <laughs> no, oh, it wasn't. Cover? It just yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to find him, and I was like, I don't see him anywhere, but... Oh, you thought I was going to find yeah, him. Yeah, because I'm just feeling oh. like it's about time for the tides to turn. I don't know. I just, oh, I've just i been having over, some weird dreams. I'm going to take over Covert Watch. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is it yeah. getting to you? It is, yeah. It's just... Just images all, of him? It's the pressure. Yeah. It's like, was Are he you in Marty? A hall of, was he the are car? You a, <laughs> are you in the a hall man, of mirrors? The man is every, a chameleon. Every, like, tenth mirror, like a hall of reflections but every 10th reflection is alan covert yeah well at the end of the dream it just gets to where i'm punching all the mirrors and they're all alan covert and yeah. i'm like touching my face and he's trying just like did you find me yes did you find me and i did you find and i realize i'm the one that's been saying it this whole time did you find me did you find me oh yeah i don't want to talk about Dang. it but yeah so schneider watch is a new segment that we'll do one time is um he's in it rob schneider is in it you know, probably one of the most diverse set of cameos in film history. Yeah. Uh, he's playing Prince Abibu in this one. Um, yeah. He is uh, modeled, uh, seems like modeled off of a Saudi Arabian yeah, prince. I'd say so. Um, yeah. And uh, they're, Michael and is working on the um, bikini hut for for them. They're trying to build like a luxury bar and... Um, really what, right. what they want is like a place to do wet t-shirt to have wet t-shirt contests and um, oh I didn't even get that yeah distracted. yeah they were they were like I was, uh, I was trying to figure out if Alan Covert was one of his uh, 
It's like underlings. See, that's where, yeah. That's the <laughs> kind of work. That's him. that's the kind of work that's going to allow you to steal the mantle from me. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm getting ready. That's good. Um I think I I think I can do it. You know, that was one of the odd things to me. So I noticed uh the start of a pattern, which was and for the movie, the Arab uh, men are repressed and they are acting very cultured and refined but what the movie's really saying is that they are kind of like these repressed men who just want to have wet t-shirt contests and like um are sex obsessed which i think is kind of a standard um, american stereotype about um yeah arab men and then it sounds like something it sounds familiar for sure and then when when michael is working on a, a deal for japanese business executives they're obsessed with efficiency um, but what they really want to do is get really fucking hammered. They want to just want to yeah. go out and party and get really fucking hammered. I think, and I've, I think I've heard that one before, too. Yeah, so there's this, like, uh, another um, stereotype uh, yeah. that we have. And so then I was wondering, what is the stereotype of... Like, I'm trying to think if there's a stereotype that's being modeled in Michael Newman's character that maybe the film doesn't even realize um yeah for sure uh, and i maybe you want to say more about that because that's all i got (laughs) oh that's oh well like he's totally like the archetypal like father in these things where he and i was even thinking about it how um adam sandler has aged into this other like arc like trope yeah because he he can't really do just like slack young slacker whatever anymore he can't be big daddy that character so now he is um like established in his family established in his career and actually has career aspirations but is overworked and is kind of like i don't really like to work i don't really like my family (laughs) (laughs) but and what i really like is these tiny moments where i regress into like my adolescent uh self kind of so there'll be tiny little moments where he uh sees an attractive woman uh a books a buxom buxom blonde uh or something and and it's like oh there's that little sparkle in his eye yeah of life i guess (laughs) but i don't know no that's that's totally a type though i feel like of just the uh I don't know. I hate my job. I hate my home yeah. life. Um, and I really like, yeah, to have those moments where I tap back into that, like, playful, youthful vigor yeah. that I used to right. have. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I was noticing that there's, I, th- I think there, there's something, I want to say more, but I just, I, I haven't been able to really parse it out uh, about what the movie may not be realizing about um, kind of American masculinity. Because ultimately what happens is he goes back in time and he's apparently going to live differently despite the fact that he, that nothing um, systemically has changed, right? Like he's still living in the same house. He's still dealing Uh with the same kind of really demanding boss um, yeah. he's, you know, he's in, the, he's still in this environment yet somehow just having the knowledge of what happened, he's going to be able to change it somehow as if, as if knowing is all we need to affect mm-hmm. change in our lives. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah i just i can't that there's something there it's well one thing is that it's presenting the idea of like overworking and being having these demands placed upon you as ultimately his choice that he's choosing and this time he's going to choose differently he's going to uh he, you know, he's going to place family first. He's going to tell his boss, like, I don't, I don't need all this work, man. I'm going to go camping um, instead. But presumably he's going to keep the same job. I don't know if he's going to have his promotions or not. Maybe he'll accept a, to stay where he's at, where he can still provide, I guess. But it doesn't really go into, it's the idea, and it's an idea that is in, like, so many, uh, movies around this time period about like dad the kids are like dad why don't you play with us he's like i can't i gotta go to work yeah and they learn oh i shouldn't go to work i should stay home with my family yep hey boss i'm gonna work less and like if that's even a situation that anyone is in that's like extraordinarily like privileged to be yeah hey i'm not gonna like are I think of most people in reality who are overworked is like they kind of are stuck. Yeah. Overworked. They have to be um, working that yeah. hard or they, uh, I mean, either to actually meet the demands of their lives or mm-hmm. because they're the demands of their job. Like I can't yeah. stay in this position if I don't work like this. Yeah. So it's interesting and it's, it plays also into this fantasy. Like if you were to expand it outward, uh, I'm reminded of the movie, uh, that I always thought was interesting, this aspect of uh, American Beauty. Yeah. Is that the one? With uh, Christopher Walken and, <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, Kevin Spacey. It's ba- the bad man. But um, yeah. anyway, he's in it and he plays like a suburban dad, pretty like upper middle class uh and he has some kind of highfalutin job with an office and whatnot. And then he's like, realizes this is not the way to a meaningful existence. So he probably quits. And then he starts, I don't know, he might do like a thing where he like secures some kind of financing from the company through some sort of shenanigans. I can't remember. Yeah. In order to not, uh, whatever loses home i guess or whatever yeah, yeah. But, uh at the very least even if he's paid it off property taxes gotta keep some money coming in but uh anyway what he does is he goes to uh and gets a job at a fast food place because he's like i want to work less i want to like live the simple good life he starts smoking weed and working out and whatever i don't need to get too far into that but just say please idea, don't like, yeah he's chasing the simple life so he's going to work at McDonald's or somewhere like that. And it's an interesting idea to me. Yeah. The idea that, first of all, that's even possible with whatever... Mortgage or it, whatever he has to whatever cover. Whatever he would yeah. actually be needing to meet financially. But also the idea the idea that McDonald's is like this choice <laughs> that you can make. Yeah. And also the idea that working at McDonald's represents like less work and responsibility in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Which... Whereas most people, well, I don't know. And I also think, like, I don't want to go too far with this, too. So I'll say what I'm going to say, and then I'll go give the other side, I guess. But, like, I feel like most people that are in a lot of low-income jobs just really want to get out of them because uh, they're 
bad yeah, they jobs are. to have, and they're unpleasant in a lot of ways. Though I do want to say that if anybody is actually in a situation where they're like, you know, I'm doing okay, and I'm going to try to avoid the some of the rat race, uh, if you are in that position, that's like awesome, and I think it's totally uh, valid in this hypothetical situation to be like, I don't want the uh, trappings of American material success. I want something yeah. else. Like but, I know a dude who just like uh, delivers pizzas and like hangs out, gets high, plays video games. Like that's right. what he wants exactly. to do. And yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's totally a valid way to like live your life if that's really what you want. But there's just such so many people that are like, I'm delivering pizzas, and man, do I wish I could do literally anything But else. I have two kids, and I have to provide yeah, for them. And right. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, and I think, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it's a valid way to live, unless, but it's only valid if okay, you're really yeah. focused on your family, because the main thing is life is only worth living if you're really focused on your family. That's true. I yeah. learned that somewhere. From, yeah, I've always, I've always felt that since a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, you know, Spo- back to the spoiler zone. That is the final message of the movie. Uh, it is, that is his yeah. last words when he dies the first time. Uh, when he dies the second time, in my version, he's like, "No, family sucks too." Fuck! This really blows. If there's a god, I want to fucking kill him. And then he wakes up on Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. And he's like, "What?" And Christopher Walken's like, "You're in hell. <laughs> You're gonna do it again." <laughs> Whatever choice you make, this time, try whatever you want. Leave your family. <laughs> try whatever you want. Leave your family this time. Get a job at McDonald's. Start smoking pot. You think you'll be happy? It's going to be shitty. <laughs> it's all shitty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, man. Yeah, so I think uh, just overall, I was a little disappointed that the movie did not, like it played out its premise with the remote, but it didn't play out that deeper premise of like, how do I then actually live? Like, what am I actually going to do meaningfully? And that seems consistent with The Longest Yard, which, you know, plays out its premise of what happens when a ragtag group of football players take on the guards, but it doesn't play out its deeper premise of, what happens when those people still have to go back to prison? Yeah. So. Yeah. It yeah. does. It just ends. It doesn't follow through on whatever implications it sets up. Yeah. Um, you know, in some ways I kind of felt like this movie was, uh, it was a kind of a repeat of anger management, only this time instead of a crazy therapist, we had uh, a remote control that was just kind of like playing out this scenario. It's like, correctional scenario like i'm gonna fix you by yeah like taking this to mm. an extreme that's interesting i made the connection to um christmas carol and it's one oh Life, yeah which i think it's yeah. basically doing yeah a riff on but that's really interesting that it is absolutely uh we're in the spoiler zone for anger management uh it is anger management as well because at the end of anger management he wakes up and jack nicholson is just a remote control in his bed weird that's what happens in my other sequel <laughs> anger <Just> control <laughs> damn that's good actually i have a line here that says it's really like a what if playing 
and I'm not sure if I mean I have what if in quotes, and so I'm not sure if I mean what if as in like a what if scenario, or if I mean the song by Creed playing. Oh, you know, one thing we haven't talked about, this movie has quite possibly the longest fart scene in cinematic history. I can't possibly believe that, but I'm no, sure it's up there. you're probably right. But it's a long fart, and it's, well, yeah. let's say the longest single fart in Maybe. cinematic history. I don't outside, know. Outside, like, past 1950, because I know Citizen Kane has a really long one, but pa- after 1950, I would say. I I watched, I don't know, you're probably right, was what... Was this when he's farting in his boss's face? Yeah, he pauses his boss, gets up on the on the table, you know, and farts right in his face. I think that... So I watched this movie in two chunks, uh, and I think that that was where I stopped it the first time. Because you're like, and I can't resume. stop laughing. I need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it actually, it wasn't uh, editorial on the movie. It was just like, well, it's movie time is done for tonight. And then I uh, started it up again the next day. So I think I got that fart in like two sections. So it, I probably just was like, oh, it must be starting at the fart again. Oh, you didn't appreciate. So I, didn't, I probably didn't appreciate how. Yeah, or maybe I'm totally wrong and you saw it like double that. and you were still like, this isn't nearly as long as some of the farts I've seen. <laughs> yeah. It's it's entirely possible. Just throwing it out there could be an interesting uh, podcast after this one. Just... There's a movie with uh, the guy with uh, Rupert oh. Grinch, Grinch, Rupert, Grinch, the dude from Harry Potter. Yeah, Ron Weasley. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's disrespectful to call him Ron Weasley since he's a actor in his own right, but uh, his first name is Rupert. Um, anyway, he's in a movie <laughs> called like The Fart Machine or The Fart Doctor or something. Okay. Go watch it. But why not I, I don't know but you know uh <laughs> daniel radcliffe uh, who's you know how could i ever I forget ron weasley god damn it i'm harry sorry, potter ron. is who you're talking about uh, yeah <laughs> but he's in a movie that has some pretty great farts in it that we watched okay yeah i mean uh, really out of context saying that someone's in a movie with some really great farts in it just i think is gonna send the wrong message to our listeners but i do agree that that particular movie is one in yeah. which, oddly enough, despite all odds, yeah. there are some pretty good farts in it. We are, of course, talking about the Fart Doctor Two, <laughs> uh, the sequel to the Return movie to Azkaban, <laughs> the most bonkers shit like, I've ever no, seen. I'm taking over. I'm taking over from your role, <laughs> little Ronnie boy. Sorry. Um. No, it's called Swiss Army Man. It's uh, fantastic. It's great. And it has the uh, kid from uh, There Will Be Blood. Okay. It's, that's right. Paul Dano. That's right. Got it. He is in it. Yeah. They're both great. They're both phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how'd you feel about this one? Funny? Not funny? Good? Click, I mean, not Swiss well, Army Man. Or Fart Doctor <laughs> 2, Return to Azkaban. Um, well, I didn't think the humor mostly was that good. I like Henry Winkler. Me too. In these movies. He's yeah. He's very charming. 
Uh, he has a trick in it where he's all where he shows a quarter that is like bitten in half, and he's like, "Look, I bit the quarter," and then he like does a magic thing. He's like, "It's not bitten anymore," and like part of the plot of the movie is it's a little subplot, but the Adam Sandler Michael Newman has yes. never known how he did that trick, and then in the bad timeline he tries to show him and he's just like i i can't look at this i need to work and then he's aggressive he's like i already know dad i've always known anyway and that's his last interaction with henry winkler until he repeats his life again the second time as far as we know it's the second time yeah um (laughs) but uh he and i was like how the how the fuck does he do that trick when I was watching the movie? Yeah. And I was like, I can't figure it out. And then I had the very spoilers for... They never tell you in the movie spoilers for the magic trick, though, possibly. Uh, then I had the revelation that he probably has two quarters. Because <laughs> uh, that's usually how uh, like magic tricks work, because there's usually... And then, yeah. Like two quarters. And then, like, later on, you find the quarter in your ear, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. 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 Anyway... Okay. I liked that. Yeah, that was a great Is moment. A- I mean, so that's that was really funny how he yelled at his dad. No, um, it's not. That part's not funny. It's it's really it's, sad, and that's the yeah, thing about this movie. It's is, kind of an upsetting movie in some ways. It's really fucking sad. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's watching it's really someone who doesn't want to skip over his life anymore still skipping over it, and like yeah. it's just about it's like and he can't the get futility out. of trying to manage your time as well as you can and trying to you know make everything work out and it doesn't really work out and oh my god it was very it was very heavy for me yeah i was surprised by how moved i was by by click yeah i thought it was uh now i i thought i have sometimes wanted to have a fast forward button to uh, fast forward through certain VHSs, uh, no, just through my life. Oh, man. okay. Like the the boring parts or the crummy parts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, and it did not take this movie for me to realize that you gotta live every moment. Otherwise, what are you doing? Uh, but this movie does kind of have that message. It and, does. Uh, I think I came to it independently, but uh, that's why. I, I was moved enough to write, feel like I should be the one to write Click 2 because I felt like I had already figured out, not only had I already figured out the message of the movie, but I'd even thought in my head before, what if I had a remote that could fast forward? Oh, and you'd already played out this... I'd already played it out. Wow. Yeah, so that's why I'm the uh, the one who needs to write it. But, um, no, I, I thought about that, and I, I think it's kind of interesting how it has a message basically it's ends up with a message of mindfulness you need to be mindful of your of every moment because it's all part of your life and there's all sorts of good moments sprinkled in with the bad moments Mm -hmm. um and so even though that is kind of like a not a very uh not maybe not a sophisticated message for a movie it's pretty broad and it's not something that i think most you couldn't find on like self-help website or something yeah uh it is i think it's still applicable and i think it still has resonance i think it has resonance because it actually i mean they're they're handling it 
mm-hmm. in a way that's like specific to these characters and to their lives. Like it's it's not just like a cliche thrown out. It's a cliche that is revealed yeah. over the course of an entire life. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I, yeah. I, so I don't know. I, yeah, keep going. I, I I think one of the things about this movie is that it has a theme, and it that's something that I feel like most of the a lot of the movies that we've watched aren't really strong in. Like that is not the strong suit of any Adam Sandler movie, and especially something like The Longest Yard. There's no like deeper character mm. motivation or like there's no heart to that no. story. It's just watching mm. a bunch like we've said like a bunch of cameos. Um, but even things like Fifty uh, First Dates and and Mr. Deeds to me really don't have like a deeper thematic resonance. Whereas this one, like like you said, there's a message. There is a, a a like a point behind this movie, and it's not. I mean, I guess in some ways it it's a didactic point, but I think it's handled okay for it being it yeah. being a movie that actually does have a pretty uh th- does operate on a pretty deep thematic register mm. yeah. um i thought sometimes it was funny but yeah but um i'll tell you one thing i don't like i realized it in this movie i don't like it's not that I don't like them, but I don't like watching them. I don't like watching child actors. Oh. I didn't like watching these child actors, and it's not that they didn't do a good job. If you guys are listening, you did fine. I just, I don't know. They were in it a lot in the beginning, and I was just thinking, uh-huh. I don't watch, I don't want to watch a movie with child actors, because you can tell they're acting most of the time, but also, you're just like, what are your parents like? You know, it just kicks me out of the movie because. There's no consent there. They're just these kids, and they've got to like stand here and talk to Adam Sandler for like five hours a day, and read these lines. And yeah, I don't know. It just kind of weirds me out. That is weird. That's why I think that all they should all just be played by adult actors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rob Schneider can play an Arab man, but he can't play a little uh, white American boy. I don't for get sure. it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He could do that. That'd be so funny too, because he could say cuss yeah. words. <laughs> Yeah. Or they could just have animated uh, ch- children oh. in every movie where they need kids. Yeah. It would be like a just like a CGI uh like Pixar looking yeah. plasticky like kid. Yeah. It's like, "Hi, I'm your kid." "Hi, I'm your son." Like, "Hi, dad." "Hi." Yeah, that would be great. I think at first it might be a little awkward, but we would, as as a like, as a society, yeah. really quickly get used to it and realize yeah. this is this doesn't kick me out of the movie at all. Yeah, soon we would find looking at real children bizarre. Yeah, We'd why like, aren't why you, don't they look like the children in the movie? Why aren't you pixelated like a Nintendo sixty four <laughs> video game? Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I don't even know. They don't even use pixels in those, do they? I mean, I guess they all use pixels. I don't but... know. Maybe we'll find out in the... when we get to the movie. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to tell me about pixels. another zone. Uh, would, you... Get to... okay. <laughs> would you recommend this movie? Uh, I, I think I think everyone could do with the slowing down and, uh, you know, just slowing down and appreciating the things in their life. So no. 
instead of watching this movie, just slow down and appreciate the things you already have. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting Enough at. Enough content. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. I almost, I am sorry, I almost forgot one of the most important cameos in this, uh, not cameos, but one of the most important callbacks, and um, I think my brother would kill me if I left it out. The O'Doyle family is back in this one. Michael Newman lives next door to the O'Doyles, and he has a running um, kind of competition with the son of the O'Doyles, who is just really mean and make mock, mocks Michael for how poor he is and how rich his family is. And the O'Doyles goes all the way back to Billy Madison. They're the That's family true. of redheaded, the redheaded family. Oh my God! Who um, just like are, are constantly in uh, Billy Madison's way throughout his you know working through um k through die? 12 and they all die we thought <laughs> we, they all died in a, uh-huh. in a horrific car accident in which yeah. they slipped on a banana peel that chris farley threw out of the window driving a bus uh-huh. much earlier in the movie they they fought they drive their car off a cliff and it explodes lo and behold they all survived yeah and there they are now or maybe this is like a brother of the o'doyles hmm. you know uh i think that really shows how how things have changed too because i they do have some fairly like gratuitous kind of mean-spirited jokes at the kids expense but i can't imagine them going so like slapstick and like i don't know cartoon-esque as to like kill them all like oh they they, we killed them all on a banana peel and their car exploded yeah the universe doesn't work like that anymore in adam sandler worlds I don't know. It really doesn't. It's more like a really slapstick, like, uh, going overboard type of universe. Still, I think, for my money, the hidden gem of the filmography. <laughs> I know he doesn't like it. But I hope, are we going to go back? I keep thinking about I it. I think at the very end of this podcast, we should go back and rewatch that one. Yeah. And just yeah. do, like, a retrospective. And we'll cut into, like, some of our favorite goofs throughout this whole thing oh man and then we will just record then this we'll podcast yes yes oh and it'll be even better yeah um yeah i think i think um i also would recommend this movie um i feel like i need to set up at this point like a top three or a top five and just try to start fitting in like for, for whatever reason i feel like i should only recommend a certain number like there should only be like five really top oh, 10 must see yeah and it bounces some of the other yeah ones so up. maybe by next time around i'll have my top my top five or my top 10 or my top 20 or whatever um but i i think for me this one well it's not you know it's not written by adam sandler or really any of the guys that are like involved in happy madison it seems like but it, it just felt very different but at the same time i felt like it was kind of a perfect um I don't know, like a middle Adam Sandler movie. Give the last few that we've watched. I feel like I'd recommend. I'd recommend this one actually, also just for sheer like sheer entertainment value. Um, over a lot of the other ones that like over the Longest Yard and Mr. Deeds and okay. yeah, Fifty mm. First Dates. I think so. I don't know, but also I just liked again that like we're dealing with a movie that has a theme in it, so that was kind of yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I would. What would you rate it then? 
uh, five clicks. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I was going to say six Teddy Castelluccis. Oh my God, that's so high. Um, yeah, that's pretty high. But again, it's relative to what we've watched. This is one of this is really a standout standout mm-hmm. film. So um, I don't know. I might revise that later. But yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. Cool. We'll do it. We'll do our top. We'll like rank all of them at the end too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Every single one of them. Yeah. Just it'll be an hour of us reading through the titles of all of the different movies. Uh huh. You doing it, and then me doing it, and then us like comparing. We'll do our own. We'll each do our rankings. Yeah. And then some. We'll comp- synthesize them into the ultimate list. Yeah. No one's ever done it before. <laughs> no way. The fourth podcast. To do right. it. Okay. Um. So if you want to get a hold of us. Again, it's. Oh, yeah. 4AS <laughs> podcast at, uh, at gmail.com. We're just, we're chomping at the bit here. I'm just, I wanted to put I it at the beginning and the mail. end. I don't know how to end it. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, I guess I could just yeah. end, it, end it with like what's a. What's next? Oh. What's next movie? You know what's next? Man, we are in for some whiplash. We've got Rain Over Me That's coming right. up next. And then after that, I believe it's I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Do you think, all right, prediction time. Do you think uh, Rain Over Me will bump? click off of your top five though i've i've seen it a lot i saw it a long up. time ago okay. and i don't know if click is my you're top a sucker five for those dramas though i love them i love them so i think the more dramatic and sad they can make a movie the higher it's going to be on my list <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's why homeward bounds always going to be number one <laughs> So we will see. We will see. Yeah. No, Turner and Hooch is number one. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think until next time, we're gonna have to um, say uh, we're gonna be signing off now, and we'll just say tune in next time, same Adam Sandler time, same Adam Sandler channel. Be sure to click on over. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, baby. Woo! Ooh, you look a little pale there, pal. Let me fix that. Oh, look at you now. You're all yellow from the scurvy. Arr, Captain. <laughs> Don't get the hog angry. You won't like him when he's angry. Oh, 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 there's Barney. I love you, you love me. That jogger had giant boobies. (laughs) Okay, let's get me that tan you've been searching for. That's it, that's it. Check out Julio Iglesias. Mwah, pretty.